0: that's chumbacasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. DTW, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Big Blue Insider is on News Radio 630 WLAP and the IR Radio app. To interact with the show, call us at 859 280 2287. That's 859 280 CATS. Or you can tweet us at Big Blue Insider 1. Now, here's Dick Gabriel.
2: Welcome back to the Big Blue Insider on this festivist edition of our program. Hope you're having a good one. And we, of course, have looked ahead to basketball coming up, UK UofL, but also looking ahead to another college football bowl game, five straight now for the Wildcats, although you probably need to put a little bit of an asterisk in front of this one as the Wildcats are four and six. Uh, they can prove themselves with a win over their upcoming opponent. And to get a scouting report on the 23rd-ranked NC State Wolfpack, we turn to a man who, believe it or not, back when the two of us were mere children in this business, we used to swap tape interviews over the phone. He worked in Louisville. I worked in Lexington. Uh, Gary Hahn joins us, the radio voice of the NC State Wolfpack. Gary, how the heck are you?
3: Doing good, Dick. Merry Christmas.
2: Merry Christmas to you, too, sir. And uh, I was delighted to see your name when I started to look and see who did the radio broadcasts for NC State. As I mentioned, you worked for a station in Louisville. You ended up with uh, NBC Radio Sports in New York. And this business can be somewhat nomadic. But here you are now calling games for the Wolfpack. I got to think you're really enjoying that.
3: Yeah, this has been a tremendous season. Uh, what a turnaround year. I mean, last year the Wolfpack went one and seven in the oh. ACC, four and eight overall. And uh, now they get a chance to tie for the second highest number of wins in a season in school history. Huh. Uh, Dave Doran would have his uh, third nine win season if uh, the pack can uh, beat Kentucky in the Gator Bowl. And uh, just a great uh, turnaround story, which is probably even more notable. If you really get into it and check out the circumstances surrounding the turnaround, first thing Coach Doran did was, uh, after last season, was uh, overhaul the coaching staff. He brought in five new assistants for this year, as well as a new coordinator, an offensive coordinator, Tim Beck from Texas. He uh, promoted Tony Gibson uh, to be defensive coordinator. And then uh, that uh, new group of coaches. Basically only had five practices to see the team in action before the pandemic began in March. And then in August, when the team got back together, they had a couple of weeks where they started to, to get some momentum going. And then they had to shut down again for about two weeks due to, uh, to COVID. And uh, even the offensive coordinator, the new coordinator, Tim back, had never seen some of his uh, quarterbacks play against uh, live action until an actual game. So if you take all of that into account, probably one of the big stories of the year was just uh, NC State being able to play a uh, an 11-game schedule with only one non-conference game with basically no hiccups.
2: Yeah, and you win your opener. Uh, it was, a bit, I guess, a bit of a shootout over Wake Forest, 45-42. Uh, how, how big was that, Gary? Kind of an obvious question, but all that hard work, albeit – Uh, somewhat a rush job, but successful in game number one. That had to be a great springboard. I know you lose to Virginia Tech the next game, but then you win three straight.
3: Well, the thing about that was that Bailey Hockman was forced to start that game because Devin Leary had been uh, announced as the quarterback before the season, but because of uh, some contact tracing COVID-19 issues, uh, he missed uh, a couple of weeks of camp. And all of a sudden, Bailey Hockman, a uh, transfer from Florida State who got a couple of starts last year but just put the ball in harm's way too much uh, and uh, lost his job. And Leary came on and, and won it, uh, started that game, played that game, and played uh, very, very well. It was a 45-42 shootout. Yeah. Obviously, that's exactly what this team needed after after going 1-7 and seven in league play. Uh, the uh, previous year, and then Wake Forest has sort of had a hex over NC State the last few years as well. So uh, that was big and a big springboard. Then the next game was Virginia Tech. Hockman starts, and the Pack just, uh, I don't know whether the State wasn't ready for that game or what, but uh, we just got plowed under by Virginia Tech. Yeah. And uh, Hockman lost his starting job, and then Devin Leary came back against Pitt. Led the uh, Pack to a last second win at Pitt and then uh, at Virginia, then breaks his leg at Duke. Then all of a sudden, it's Hockman's team again. And then he, uh, after a, uh, uh, well, played a pretty good second half against Carolina. After that, it was his team, and he got better every week.
2: I see uh, on the, the score sheet that NC State has scored at least 30 points on eight different occasions. So, can I assume it's a high octane offense, or is that just how things have played out this year?
3: Well, I think it's uh, it's a lot of credit has to go to uh, Tim Beck, the offensive coordinator, and working with Bailey Hock, uh, Hockman. Uh, State's running game has kind of been uh, hit and miss this year. you got uh, Bam Knight and Ricky Person uh, lugging the pigskin most of the time. They've combined for about um, somewhere around 1,300 yards and about 13 touchdowns. So State does have a, a running game. Sometimes it's been pretty good. Uh, sometimes it hasn't been uh, quite as good. But Bailey Hockman's just gotten better, and the wide receivers have uh, have gotten better. And uh, that's been a big part of, uh, of what's gone on this year. This is just a team, uh, to be honest with you, that's just kind of gotten better and toughed it out, has been extremely resilient, plays extremely hard, and somehow finds a, a way to win. And uh, really, that's a great combination, considering what happened the previous year, when the uh, state suffered so many injuries and had to play so many freshmen, that uh, I mean, it was almost like the perfect uh, storm of uh, stuff you didn't want to have happen. Yeah. The
2: conflagration, as they call it. In fact, if uh, the name Hockman sounds familiar, he's the nephew, I know you know this, Gary, but uh, folks listening uh, can, who follow Kentucky football for a while, the nephew of Ryan Hockman, who played at Kentucky in the 90s under Bill Curry, and uh, was a talented QB with uh, a good arm and a great head. He was a very intelligent kid, but just uh, caught up in a quarterback competition. I don't think he got as many minutes as he should have gotten, but uh, <clears throat> I think he's a coach now, but I'm sure he's probably worked with his nephew. You've talked about finding a way to win, and uh, after State loses a tough one to Miami, uh, another shootout, 44-41, to uh, you, you finished the season with four straight wins, including – a win over Liberty, and NC State, the only team to beat Liberty this year, and that was 15-14, to 14, Gary. Uh, what kind of a, of a knuckle-biter was that?
3: Well, it pretty much went right down to the end. And uh, I'll tell you what, Liberty University is uh, no joke. Yeah. Uh, this is a program that spent something like $25 million to upgrade facilities, and when you start to do that and you've got a, a good uh, academic reputation – you all of a sudden are getting top players. And, I mean, there were some players on that field for Liberty University, especially first-teamers, that could play in the ACC, and, uh, and they proved it. State was fortunate to, uh, to uh, win that game. That was, that was really big. But finishing the year with four straight wins uh, gives these guys a lot of confidence, a lot of momentum going into the bowl, and uh, hopefully they can finish because that's uh, Coach Doran's uh, key word his finish, yeah. and that's what these guys were able to uh, to do because the season was kind of hanging in the balance after that Miami game. Yeah. Uh, that, that was that was a really tough one. Uh, Miami's quarterback was just uh, he was he, he had I think one of his best games, if not the best game he played all season, and he's a very talented uh, guy. And uh, uh, their wide receivers were hard to guard, and they just made plays down the stretch and were able to win that game, but. Bouncing back from that, and then beating Florida State, Liberty at Syracuse, then uh, Georgia Tech to end of the year—that was uh, that was big, and uh, what a turnaround! I mean, Coach Doran, uh, Coach Kelly at uh, Notre Dame was named uh, ACC Coach of the Year today, and he won it by one vote, seventeen to sixteen, over Dave Doran. No so that's uh, you know, that's quite an accomplishment.
2: Wow. That is that is a heck because obviously Notre Dame's had a great year. And, and you mentioned uh, holding on against Liberty, gave up just two touchdowns to the Flames and then hold Georgia Tech to a couple of TDs. We've talked a lot of offense, Gary, but tell me about your defense.
3: Well, the defense is uh, it's had some good moments and it's had some moments where uh, it uh, had a hard time stopping people, especially throwing the football, and that was because of a lot of injuries for the second straight year. Ah, uh, the Wolfpack lost a lot of defensive backs, but uh, some young guys came in, stepped up, and uh, they made the difference. And they continued to get better. And at the end of the year, uh, you know, State's got uh, got a decent secondary. I uh, would have liked to have seen what some of the guys who started the year, if they could have been able to finish, how much of a difference that would have been. Yeah. But uh, you know, I. I everybody's got uh, problems in college football this season. <laughs> you've either got COVID-19 problems, you've got injury problems. Uh, I think uh, this season, more than any other, you just got to keep your knees bent yeah. cause, uh, and expect the unexpected because you don't know what you're going to get.
2: I like that, keep your knees bent. Uh, I-, I need to know more about the ACC because, of course, over here, we know Louisville's in the ACC. They've had a down year at 3-7, and seven, and when you look at the standings, uh, Kentucky actually lost to Georgia Tech uh, four years ago when it played in this game, but Tech had a rough year as well at 3-7. Uh, at and seven. It's weird to see Florida State near the bottom of the league. Uh, Notre Dame and Clemson, though, two of the top teams in America, two of the top four teams in America at the top. Miami looks like it's coming back. The two uh, North Carolina schools had big years. How strong, Gary, is the ACC? I'm, I'm wondering if it may be a little underrated.
3: Well, I think it's pretty strong. I mean, I'm I'm prejudiced, sure. obviously. I've been in the Atlantic Coast Conference now for 31 years. But I've seen football evolve. And the biggest thing that happened with the ACC was Florida State coming into the league. I believe that was 92. And, uh, you yeah, know, for a while, Florida State just beat everybody. Finally, Virginia was able to uh, knock off uh, the Seminoles. Uh, I think it took, I don't know how many years it took. It was maybe about four, three or four years before uh, Florida State finally lost the game. And then NC State was the second team to knock off uh, the Seminoles. But uh, it was basically a situation where, you know, either you're going to keep getting pounded or you're going to have to to raise your level of play. And the whole league was able to raise its level of play. And then when teams like Virginia Tech came in and Pitt came in and uh, other teams in the league, Miami came in, that elevated the, the league as well. So, um, uh, I'm not sure the uh, ACC is the strongest league in America, but it certainly can hold its own.
2: Before I let you go, I've got to take you back to your time in Louisville when uh, you covered the 1980 national champion Louisville Cardinals. And I believe you were part of that broadcast crew. And that was was a bit of a springboard. Uh, and Louisville had a strong program anyway. Denny Crum had taken the cards, as you know, to the Final Four and, uh, and was making a lot of noise over there, literally and figuratively. And, of course, U.K. and UofL are going to play uh, right after Christmas, and it's going to be two teams desperately needing a win, Kentucky having lost five straight. But what was that like back then, Gary, when, when Louisville won its first national title and, and really put itself out there as a national power to those who didn't already know about UofL?
3: Well, it was magical, and I got to work as the color man with Jack Tennant. He was the the play-by-play announcer, and I was the color man uh, slash uh, engineer. And, uh, of course, we got to travel with the team, and, uh, you know, we were tight with all the players, and uh, in all my years of sports broadcasting and following teams and traveling with teams, uh, not only at uh, Louisville but uh, some other places and, of course, at NC State, I have never... Seen a team that was so tight and so together as as that team, and uh, obviously you got to have a leader, and Daryl Griffith yep. was the leader. Yep. If Daryl said something, if he told everybody to go over in the corner, stand on your head, and spit quarters, <laughs> they all would have done it. And uh, I mean, these guys really liked each other. They played for each other. They played with a purpose. And uh, another thing I remember, Coach Crum was so good to me. I mean, I was fairly green. I would ask some stupid questions from time to time like uh, most young reporters do. But uh, Coach Crum was always good to me. He would always, uh, you know, not jump me for uh, asking something stupid and was just uh, absolutely wonderful to me. And so that's one of the the best memories of my entire broadcast career was that uh, uh, 1980 National Championship because uh, I've never been close to anything like that. At uh at NC State, and who knows? It might be a once-in-a-lifetime event. Yeah. It's a once-in-a-lifetime event for a lot of people, unless you're at uh, Duke, or yeah. you know, you're at Kentucky or some place like that.
2: Yeah, I've covered some national championships, but I've not been on the broadcast crew. And as you say, you know, I've been around it. I've been, you know, a scoreboard guy or whatever, but not traveling with the team per se and uh uh, yeah that's that's special there's nothing like it and you know that year that 1980 uh that spring was when i launched the the sports in show the first one in lexington and i had called you you had done it and louisville asked you for some advice and uh one of the first guests in the first month in april that i did that show was denny crumb he agreed to come on with me even though i was. Uh, based in Lexington, but I had interviewed him before. And he was great to me, and he always has been, uh, you know, including when he did a radio show with Joe B. Hall. So I was always appreciative of that with uh, Denny Crum. Gary Hahn is the play-by-play man for North Carolina State. The Wolfpack will play the Wildcats coming up on January 2nd. Looking forward to talking to you. Uh, I'll be the one in a mask. And uh, it's great that you've had so much fun calling NC State, Gary. Thank you for your
3: time. You bet, Dick. Uh, always a pleasure. Uh, when we were talking about the defense, I forgot to tell you about the couple guys. You got a minute? Yeah. There's uh, Peyton Wilson, led the ACC in tackles. He's one of the linebackers for State. He's a guy to watch. And Aleem McNeil, who has uh, already decided that he's uh, going to forego his uh, next season and go on to the NFL as the, as the nose tackle. Those guys both made first-team All-ACC now uh, as of a couple of days ago because I had a game last night, basketball game, and traveling today. Yep. I don't know whether he's opted out of that game or not or will play, but uh, uh, those two are standouts, and Peyton Wilson is always around the football, so hopefully he will be at the Gator Bowl as well.
2: Well, he's going to be a key then because, as you know, the Wildcats like to run the football, so he'll see uh, he'll see a lot of that what they like to call the big blue wall. And that's where the game will begin, I would think. So we'll find out. Gary, thank you so much. Have a great holiday.
3: You bet, Dick. Merry Christmas. You too, bud. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Gary Hahn, radio voice of North Carolina State and formerly a sportscaster, a radio sportscaster over in Louisville. And we're back in a minute here on six thirty WLAP.
1: April high unemployment. Opening up America again. Bernie Sanders is a special of my campaign. Wuhan, China. In 2021, first virtual NFL draft. Hear history again. Endorse Joe Biden. News Radio 630 WLAP.
0: The Livesey Group is a family-owned CPA firm conveniently located on Pasadena Drive near Nicholasville Road in Lexington. They can help with tax preparation for individuals, businesses, trusts, and estates, small business accounting support, including full-service payroll, and outsourced bookkeeping services. All the Livesey Group services include free initial consultation and quotes. Bob and Bobby Livesey are native Lexingtonians. They are big blue fans and ready to serve you. The Livesey Group, your one-stop shop for accounting needs. Call
4: 296-1913 or visit
0: livacygroup.com.
4: For over 20 years, IPM Pest and Termite has been servicing homes and businesses right here in central Kentucky. Ants, spiders, termites, crickets, moles, and mosquito services. This is Matt Schaefer with IPM Pest and Termite. You can always find out more by going to myipm.com. Call us at 271-8852. Got bugs in your house? Call IPM Pest and Termite. We specialize in keeping your home safe. Your neighborhood pest. We all
5: know the importance of nutrition and diet for a healthy lifestyle. We also know that dairy foods deliver great nutrition and value. That's reason enough why Kentucky families choose Prairie-owned Prairie Farms dairy products. Like our two complete lines of delightful, creamy Prairie Farms yogurt flavors, fat-free or low-fat, both fit neatly under 100 calories per serving. Farm-fresh quality from our family to yours. Farmer-owned Prairie Farms.
0: Shamrock Bar and Grill on Pageant Drive has always been your home for good food, great times, cold beer, and the biggest games on TV. But did you know you can bring that world famous Shamrock atmosphere to your home? Shamrocks is now delivering food, growlers, and six packs to your door. Find our full menu at ShamrocksKY.com or call our Pageant Drive location at 269 7621. Call them up tonight for delivery. You can also have Shamrock's food delivered by Uber I had no idea buying a big screen meant everybody comes to my house for game night. And what do they bring? Chips. If it weren't for Boone's Butcher Shop, I'd be broke trying to feed them all. All right, let's see. Should I go for the pick five or get a meat bundle? Maybe one of Boone's freezer baskets. So many options. I'm going for the cookout special bundle. Now, over to the deli for some cheese, grab some marinade. I love Boone's Butcher Shop. They've got it all. Boone's Butcher
1: Shop. Top quality meats for less. 100 Old Bloomfield Pike, Bardstown. Online at boonesbutchershop.com.
0: Hi, I'm CJ Pearson, and I'm everything the left hates. Young, black, and unapologetically conservative. Generation Z is tired of the BS, tired of the cancel culture, indoctrination, and tired of being told what to think. Join me. Each and every week as I take on the left, uncensored, unfiltered, and unafraid. iHeartRadio is number one for podcasts, but don't take our word for it. Listen to CJ Pearson Uncensored every Thursday on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: This is the home of the Wildcats. 630 WLAP.
6: 630
2: i got to tell you, I guess when I was young, I thought this was kind of fun, novelty song. But uh, Snoopy, uh, Christmas song. You know, you could take the Red Baron, I guess. Anyhow, thanks again to Gary Hahn for joining us. Uh, just a couple minutes in this segment, and we'll get to more of your Christmas stories. But the Raiders play the Dolphins this week. So a little chance for some payback for Lynn Bowden, who was the third-round pick, as you might recall, by Las Vegas. And they tried him as a running back, and then we just couldn't believe that he was not a great pass blocker. What? So they trade him, right? Well, of late, Lynn Bowden has has done very well with the Dolphins, finally got a chance to play because of some injuries, and that's what John Gruden pointed out when somebody asked him about it. They said he got a little testy. He said he got to play because they've had some injuries and are using him in the slot, which is where he should have been with the Raiders he said they're using some gadget plays we'll see if we see Lynn I'm happy for him I'm glad he found a role but when other guys got hurt they adjusted like we have to adjust but here are the stats right now for the Raiders and and Lynn Bowden 17 catches in the last three games for 160 yards uh, in Miami the Raiders top pick was a receiver Henry Ruggs and another third round pick a receiver they have combined for nine catches for 158 over their past three games. And by the way, all those catches were by rugs. And you know what bothered me uh, about the story when he left was there was one uh, story out there quoting one source implying that there were off-the-field problems with Lynn Bowden, that all he wanted to do was or was more interested in in buying cars and going to the Vegas Strip than he was in working hard, which which just kind of went against what everybody knew about him. But Mike Mayock, who is the GM, really a name only uh, for the Raiders, said that that was absolutely not the case. Mayock said this was a football-only decision. It had nothing to do with anything else. And he said it's exaggerated in a COVID year adjusting with no offseason. And as he pointed out, you take a kid who was a slot receiver in 18, a quarterback in 19, and ask him to play running back in 20. He said it was my call, not able to play at the level expected, and we had to make a move. You cannot root more for the Dolphins if you're a Kentucky fan. Well, except Daryl Bird. He loves the Raiders.
4: When it comes to your business, there's a lot of things you know and a few things you want to learn more about fast. If you're looking for an easy and affordable way to get smarter about what your customers are thinking, you need to check out Research Raccoon. Just tell the Research Raccoons whatever your business question is. Maybe it's about a new menu item for a restaurant. Maybe it's finding out what your audience really thinks about your business name. Maybe you don't even know what questions you're supposed to be asking. Let the Research Raccoons know what's on your mind, and they'll poll potential US-based customers that day giving you clean data you can use to make smarter business decisions for less than you'd think. No matter the size of your business, Research Raccoon gives you the tools to learn at an affordable price. So discover what your business should be doing and move with confidence with Research Raccoon. Visit ResearchRaccoon.com to learn more and discover which plan is best for you. ResearchRaccoon.com. Fast results with big data.
5: I'm Barney Miller, third generation of our family business on Main Street. People are spending more time at home these days. Maybe it's time for a home electronics review. What you like or dislike about your current electronics. Our 14 person staff is very experienced with an average of over 20 years with us. Couple that with a technology tour of our showroom, you will have a plan to modernize your system and experience how it will work in your home. Barney Miller's free parking at our back door. Come see us.
4: More pardons and commutations from his club in Mar-a-Lago, issuing pardons for former campaign manager Paul Manafort, longtime advisor Roger Stone and Charlie Kushner the father of his son-in-law.
1: Charles Kushner is the father of President Trump's son-in-law, Jared Kushner. He pleaded guilty in 2005 to tax evasion, witness tampering, and illegal campaign contributions in a case brought by then U.S. attorney Chris Christie. Charles Kushner served 14 months in prison. At one point, he tried to keep his sister from cooperating with prosecutors by setting up her husband with a prostitute and recording the encounter. It backfired when the sister handed over the tape. Before all that, Charles Kushner had been a leading Democratic donor in New York and New Jersey. Aaron Katursky, ABC News, New York.
4: The actions bring to 49 the number of people who President Trump in the last two days has granted clemency, either through pardons or sentence commutations. Dave Packer, ABC News.
5: Here comes an Arctic front. Gusty winds and showers out ahead of that. It's mild by tomorrow morning, though, that Arctic front is ushering in much colder air. Temperatures quickly dropping into the 20s with a period of some wintry mix early in the morning and as the day wears on, we'll see some periods of light snow and snow showers that can put down light accumulations Christmas Eve and into Christmas Day. Highs on your Christmas Day, by the way, only 15 to 20 degrees. From the WKYT First Alert Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Chris
1: Bailey. Broadcasting live 24-7 from the heart of Big Blue Nation, this is News Radio 630 WLAP and I heart- Radio station as a marketer you want to reach everyone adults teens Millennials but it's not like these groups all hang out together right actually wrong They're all listening to radio commercials just like this one. Radio ads connect with 93% of Americans every week. That's more than Google, more than Facebook, more than TV. Reach your customers all in one place. Visit iHeartMedia.com or dial pound 250 and say advertise with iHeart. That's pound 250, say advertise with iHeart. And let us help grow your business.
5: We all know the importance of nutrition and diet for a healthy lifestyle. We also know that dairy foods deliver great nutrition and value. That's reason enough why Kentucky families choose Prairie-owned Prairie Farms dairy products. Like our two complete lines of delightful, creamy Prairie Farms yogurt flavors, fat-free or low-fat, both fit neatly under 100 calories per serving. Farm-Fresh quality from our family to yours. Farmer-owned Prairie Farms.
3: A lot has changed in our 35 years at the boot store, but what hasn't changed is our commitment to having a huge selection of quality name brand boots, western wear, and accessories. And as always, we strive to give you the best fit possible at a fair competitive price. Whether you need boots for a day on the job or a night on the town, do your feet a favor and come and see us at the boot store. We're just a few minutes south of Fayette Mall on Nicholasville Road.
4: Get your boots at the boot store.
1: You're listening to Big Blue Insider with Dick Gabriel on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com.
2: Exactly your traditional Christmas song, but it's popular. Welcome back to the Big Blue Insider. Yours truly, along with Bo Robinson's spinning the platters that matter.
7: I had a friend of mine last night request that. And oh, yeah? Yeah, and I, I couldn't ignore it because I do like it. So, and it, it, it's fun. So, yeah. I, I had to get it in there for him. He was on his way back from Casey County, and he texted me and said, man, you got to get Christmas in Hollis by Run DMC in for me. I said, you know what? You got it. So.
2: Yeah, Bo being a man of the people you know he's he's more than happy to uh to help him out uh we have been talking about favorite sports related christmas gifts and have pulled some of your answers off social media and we've had calls as well and we've heard bo who described if you're just joining us bo tell everybody your favorite christmas and non-christmas gifts that you talked about just a few minutes ago
7: sure so my Two favorite Christmas gifts are were uh, gifts from my, from my grandparents when I was 14, 15 years old. Uh, K. Wood's first two books, K. Wood's Comments, and Hello Everybody, This is K. Wood Lefford. Right. And both books were signed by Rick Pitino, C.M. Newton, and K. Wood. And Kaywood on both books wrote a personal uh, message to me in both of them. So how my grandparents pulled that off for me, I'll never know. They've never revealed the secrets to me, and I don't think I want to know. So, I mean, I hold those very dear to me.
2: Yep. And your and your non we had a request for your non
7: yes the non Christmas gift and this one's tough but uh, as far as just pure I don't want to say obscure but just one of the most unique Christmas gifts I've ever received came two years ago from my sister and it may go along with uh, what you all were talking about last week she ad- had obtained one of the final printings of James Brown's funeral program wow and it's like it it was done on 11 by 17 paper it's nice it's got a glossy finish colored pictures in it and everything i mean it's really really nice and it's about 7 pages long oh. yeah i mean it's it's a really nice funeral program and uh i don't know how she did that i don't know how she pulled it off but um she's got game she she's got game yes so i uh, had copy. i had a copy of it made cuz i don't want to do anything with the original <laughs> and uh, i have it framed down in the uh hall of fame archives
2: awesome that's great uh, Bo referring to the interview I did with his sister who was uh, basically in the in the funeral industry if you will and, and she joined us the other night to talk about some of the unusual uh, details to famous people funerals including Mickey Mantle so that was a really kind of a strange interview but she did a great job and it was uh, it was really informative so uh, that doesn't surprise me that it if it came from your sister and it was something like that. Uh, A friend of mine hit me up on Facebook, an old high school buddy, uh, Wade Lee, who had been, uh, he actually was on our show this summer as we were kind of being creative. Uh, You had to be, uh, given the quarantine and all that, uh, as to who we were going to talk to. And so we put it out there one night on social media about uh, brushes with greatness, apparently, or brushes with sports figures. And Wade, who was a... You know, a little bit of a temper uh, back then in high school and apparently, uh, you know, kind of enjoys some of these uh, moments that he recalls. But he told us about getting into a a jaw-to-jaw discussion, if you will, with Dick Williams, the former baseball manager, uh, Hall of Fame manager, World Series winner, who had a temper, as you might expect. Uh, And that was a great story. So anyhow, um, Wade lives in Philadelphia now, but growing up, he was a huge Yogi Berra fan and he coached youth sports, Wade did for about 20 years. And he always said he, said he heard about um, Yogi, so many Yogi Berra stores and he shared them with his players. And he said, I had a yogiism for every occasion. So, And he quoted things like when Yogi would say, uh, it, get, it gets late early there, 90% of the game is half mental. 90% of the game is mental, and the other half was physical. Uh, Yogi said it. Nobody goes there anymore. It's too crowded. Um, it ain't over till it's over, that kind of thing. So he, he quoted that a lot, things like that. Well, his wife evidently was listening, and she got him an autographed picture of Yogi Berra jumping into the arms of Don Larson after Larson's perfect game in the 1956 World Series. And if you're a baseball fan, even if you're just a sports fan, you love that picture. It's one of the greatest moments in the history of sports. And to get an uh, an autographed photo of from Yogi Berra and the fact that he died, I think uh, within a year just made it all the more special to him. So he said I still keep that Hanging on the wall. So I can't, I mean, I haven't seen Wade since high school, but I, you know, we, we talk on Facebook, but I, I, going back to high school, I could not imagine Wade Lee quoting Yogi Berra like that. But then again, you know, as he said, he, he coached, uh, he coached youth baseball and I'm well, the kids probably scratched their head a little bit. And what's he talking about? That kind of thing. So thanks to Wade for writing in, um, Bo, you mentioned Casey County. Victor Black, who formerly worked uh, for me at Channel 27, he, um, I think, is now the AD, or at least at one point, um, at uh, Casey County High School. And he wrote in and said that for Christmas, this is classic, he got a Rawlings Johnny Bench Pro Model catcher's mitt, and he said, I still have it. And if you were listening earlier, uh, Tim Sullivan from the Courier-Journal, when I asked him for his favorite gift, he immediately said, oh, yeah, baseball mitt. So if you love baseball and you get a glove like that for Christmas, you'll never forget. I bet Tim still has that glove. And, in fact, uh, Dave Kindred, who's a Hall of Fame sports writer, once wrote about keeping his favorite mitt next to his, his computer. Back then it was his typewriter. And when he was writing, if he needed to think, he would put the mitt on, and of course you got to keep a baseball in the middle of it, middle of it, and just sort of slap the ball into the mitt while he was thinking. You you just have to sometimes. Uh, Paul Chartier, I mentioned uh, one of his entries earlier when he talked about hockey skates. He also said, for Christmas once he got a subscription to Sports Illustrated. He said, I look forward to the Thursday arrival for years. He wrote a letter to the editor, and it was published. That's a big deal. And of all issues, it was published in the swimsuit edition, and because they published it, they sent him an extra copy. I don't know if I know anybody who's ever had a letter published in Sports Illustrated. I uh, mentioned that my favorite gift is the share of Green Bay Packers stock that my children gave to me, I think it was 11 years ago. Uh, The Packers are the only publicly held professional sports team in America, which means that the city owns it. It can never leave. There are people in charge here and there, uh, but the, the city basically owns the team. The stockholders own the team. And through the years, they were allowed to sell more stock to raise money for improvements and the last time they did that they improved Lambeau field and I think the NFL said that's it for the stock you know this is the last one so my children bought me a share of stock which makes me a co-owner of the Green Bay Packers Larry Gevin wrote in and said he gave his son a share of Packer stock that year he said I know it's his favorite sports gift ever I'll guarantee you that's the case Lanny Lanny Brannick, buddy of mine, also a former WKYT reporter, said I played with my electric football set for years. Anybody out there get one of those? Those are the, the of course, the games. It's a metal field, and you plug it in, and when you you put all your players the way you want them, little plastic guys, and when you turn it on, it vibrates and they move like they're running around. And you can use your imagination and pretend like you're playing a football game. Uh, and, and on the box, all the pieces are painted. Their uniforms are painted onto them. And you could buy the paint. I think I tried it once, and I was like, man, this is going to take me the rest of my life. So forget it. But, yeah, a lot of us had those football sets. Let's go to the phones and talk to Dick from Dayton. I think he has a Christmas gift he wants hey, to Hey, hey, what's going on? Merry Christmas, guys. You too, buddy. What's up?
6: Oh, uh, I was telling uh, Bo, uh, one of the guys that he wrote in the Dayton Daily News, and he's doing uh, the pregame with uh, Tim McGee, he had a a book on all the Bengals, you know, the legends of the past Bengals, you know? Yeah. And uh, he autographed that book for me. I think Jim Breach and some of the, you know, some of the players, but... That was one of the better books, Dick, that I loved.
2: Was that one of your favorite gifts?
6: Yeah, that was, yeah. And another uh, guy up in uh, Cleveland, he writes for the Akron Beacon Journal. I used to, you know, I wrote him about, you know, I love this stuff about the Indians and and the Browns. He sent me me several books about uh, the Cleveland Indians and, uh, you know, what it is to be a Browns fan, so... You know, life's good, Richard. You know, I love that kind of stuff, you know? Good deal.
2: Thanks for calling, my man. Have a great Christmas.
6: Yeah, you too, buddy.
2: Didn't get a chance to talk to him about uh, Burrow being hurt, but I'm sure we'll hear back from Dick from Dayton. Uh, James Crisp, very talented photographer, wrote in and said that, uh, and he included a picture of, of a a, a tiny computer game. You hold it in your hands and play football. It's an oldie but a goodie. And he took the picture from a a website called handheldmuseum.com. It was made by Mattel. And it looks like it's about the size of a cell phone. And I I never saw this when I was a kid, but apparently you could play a football game on it. And he said, I had it mastered, hey, even at the clock management, down to a science. That's pretty cool. I never knew about those. Uh, and Ed Owen wrote in and said, I had one of those. There was a certain formula to the run that once you mastered it, you could score every time. <laughs> uh, Evan Hammond said late in the 60s, he had an electric football game featuring the Browns versus the Packers from Santa. Much later, a share in the pack from my brother. So there's another, another co-owner, another fellow co-owner, now, this was an honor. I got an a, a entry from Coach Don Lane, the Hall of Fame coach, longtime coach at Transylvania. His son is now the head coach. Uh, Gary Hahn talked about uh, what it's like to travel with a team and be the radio voice. And I actually did Transylvania basketball for a couple of years on TV and uh, cable TV and radio. So I traveled a little bit with Transy for two years, and that was so much fun. And Don Lane is one of the greatest coaches ever, and just a great guy and a great gentleman, he and his wife Mona, uh, a great woman. But he wrote, My First Basketball, he got it when he was eight. He said, that was my major gift, and I loved it. I can imagine, Coach. And who would have known his parents? How could his parents have known, when they gave him that basketball, that their son would run the first and probably to this day the most successful, although Kyle Macy and Nolan Barger had a great basketball camp. But the Don Lane basketball camp, more kids went through that. And I meet people as old as I am who tell me, I went to the Don Lane basketball camp. And he loved it. And, of course, it was supplemental income because coaches didn't make much money back then. But his was the first, I believe, in Lexington. Uh, Joanne Gerst wrote, this was great. She got season tickets for Christmas, season tickets to the Winston-Salem Warthogs minor league baseball team. That's fantastic. And having done minor league baseball for a couple of years uh, on back-to-back summers, I can tell you that there's nothing like it. There is nothing like going to a minor league game on a warm summer night because odds are you've got great seats, you're close to the field, you don't have to fight a huge crowd, but it's fun. And, man, I can't wait to see what, what the legends come up with because we need it here in Lexington. Thanks so much to everybody for sharing with us. And if you didn't get in, well, we'll do it again next year.
7: Those uh, old electronic uh, football games that you were talking about. Yeah. Uh, our man who uh, does Super Seventy sports on Twitter. Oh. He's posting a lot of those old toys in those old games. So oh, if you yeah. don't know what we're talking about yeah. or you want to look at them, he's a good one to follow on Twitter for the old old school toys.
2: For old school everything.
7: Yeah, that's why I love him.
2: Yeah, oh yeah. And he's funny.
7: Yeah, he's uh, great.
2: And it, it's not suitable for children. A lot of his comments. Oh, no, it isn't.
7: <laughs> it is not. I get the references and I love them, but I don't recommend them to my little cousins.
2: No, no, but it is fun. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad you brought that up. We'll take a break. We're back in a few here on six thirty WLAP. Stop looting! Anarchist
1: June.
0: In Seattle, demonstrators taking over city hall.
1: Show calls Ben in twenty twenty one. The
5: sixty game season. Hear
1: history again. Time to play baseball. News Radio six thirty WLAP iHeartRadio,
0: all the Christmas songs you want iHeartRadio, with you while you're wrapping gifts iHeartRadio, Christmas tunes for every mood iHeartRadio, here's a guide to tell you more iHeartRadio is your home for Christmas music commercial free iHeart Christmas radio is better than ever 100% Christmas favorites plus the iHeartRadio app has customized Christmas playlists like iHeart Christmas classics, jazz Christmas, crooner Christmas and dozens more iHeartRadio, number one for music, radio and podcasting and Christmas all in One app. Seaworth Superstore has been Kentucky's food service support group for over 60 years. Seaworth Superstore's showroom is fully open for business to help Lexington restaurant owners, churches, mobile trucks, and healthcare facilities. You can walk in Seaworth Superstore's showroom with over 15,000 square feet of inventory that can be picked up the same day, as well as reconditioned equipment that is sold with warranties. Anyone can tell you it works, but with Seaworth, you get a warranty with every reconditioned fee. Seaworth Superstore's hours are Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., and close temporarily on Saturday. The showroom is fully open. Give us a call at 859-269-5964 or visit us online at seaworthsuperstore.com. Seaworth Superstore offers delivery, assembly, and will set your equipment in place. That's something an internet provider cannot do. Get the personal attention you deserve with Seaworth Superstore, your commercial culinary connection. And buy with confidence. Hey guys, game's on! Whether you're cheering on the Wildcats from the stands, or from your den... Go Cats! Dude, you spilled the nachos. Kentucky Utilities is there with you, delivering safe and reliable energy you can count on. But power isn't the only thing we provide. With KU, you can take advantage of convenient time-saving services, like our online outage map, paperless billing, and auto-pay. So while the Cats' energies go to serving up wins... <laughs> At KU, our energies go to serving you. Attention fleet owners. Your vehicles are a traveling advertisement for your
1: business. Keeping them clean and presentable speaks volumes about your business. With winter on its way, protect your investment with Hydrosphere Services, the only call you need to make to keep your fleet looking top-notch. With Hydrosphere, you're getting the best-in-class power washing service with the best-in-class commercial-grade equipment. Visit HydrosphereServices.com and fill out our online service form or call 219-2200. That's 219-2200.
0: Shamrock Bar & Grill on Heartland Parkway has always been your home for good food, great times, cold beer, and the biggest games on TV. But did you know you can bring that world-famous Shamrock atmosphere to your home? Shamrock's is now delivering. Food, growlers, and six-packs to your door. Find our full menu at shamrocksky.com or call their Heartland Parkway location at 245-9504. Call them up tonight for delivery. You can also have Shamrock's food delivered by Uber Eats.
1: This is the home of the Wildcats. 630 WLAP.
6: Around my sober Christmas tree. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year.
2: I love you. Welcome back. Thanks again to our guest tonight, Tim Sullivan and Gary Hahn and all of you for participating as we asked, what was your favorite sports-related Christmas gift? There's a story out right now on AL.com if you're interested. You know, the new coach, we talked about this as we were going off the, off the air last night. Brian Harson is the new coach. They got him from Boise State at Auburn. But so many coaches were dropping out of the process or being dropped. But uh, evidently, it says here, that there was a powerful set of Auburn boosters trying to intimidate search committee members. And I've never been in favor, well, I can't say never, but I'm not in favor of search committees because they're not on the line. Their butts aren't on the line when when a coach has to be fired. It's the AD. They told the AD, the boosters did, uh, that if they went against their wishes, they would try to run him out of town. But the AD, whose name was Alan Green, wanted a national search, and he got it because these boosters wanted to fire malls on now and promote the D coordinator. And Green said, no, we're not doing that. Stood up to him and they hired a guy from Boise State. So AL.com is where to go if you want to read more. I've been mentioning that it is Festivus for the rest of us. And Bo has the background
6: on it. Many Christmases ago, I went to buy a doll for my son. <laughs> I reached for the last one they had, but so did another man. As I rained blows upon him, I realized there had to be another way.
3: What happened to the doll?
6: It was destroyed. But out of that, a new holiday was born. A Festivus for the rest of us. That must have been some kind of doll. She was. And at the Festivus dinner, you gather your family around and tell them all the ways they have disappointed you over the past year.
2: And it also includes feats of strength, Right? And it's just amazing to me. The show's been off the air for, what, 20 years, and people still quote it. Although his interaction with George throughout this episode was so hilarious, but I don't think this was where they were look- Remember, Bo, they were looking at home movies, and-, and he was just wearing George out about something. And you could hear the wife in the background, Estelle, yelling, Stop it! You're killing
7: him! <laughs> Well, that was, um, when, when they were, when they were kind of setting the premise for Festivus and Jerry and Elaine are, uh, in in the diner, George is sitting across from them. Yeah. Frank walks in and he's got a cassette, an old school cassette recorder and he plays the tape in the diner. Yeah. That's what you're talking about. Okay. Okay. So there's these, all these little abnormalities about Festivus and, and where it was pulled from, from the original writer whose dad came up with this, that cassette set uh scene is actually a throwback to a play called mr craps k-r-a-p-p-s's tapes and it was a play based on a guy taping himself and complaining about everything and And was this
2: what the the writer may i think was a part of that play or something like that no
7: no the writer wasn't he and i can't remember who or how that was pulled but that play was actually Start. It, it made its debut uh, like in 1956. Okay. And all it was was a dude complaining on a tape recorder.
2: So many of these these storylines for for Seinfeld, involve Larry David's personal experiences, right. or as you said, writers. And I remember hearing because you know if you have got the DVDs, that they, they'll talk about how they came up with stuff. And so many of the writers, you know, will say, Hey, we did this this play in college, and it was this or that. Let's do. A, a version of that uh so that's where it, and you know somebody may have read about that and that's how they came up with it so and if
7: you if you listen to larry david's interviews which i know you have and i oh, yeah. have too uh extensively it's the basis of seinfeld right there and yeah. that these stories actually did happen oh yeah that's and the kramer best thing was, about it
2: and kramer was a friend of his who actually tried to sue him you know this is a real life guy so jimmy from the garden of eden sent us a merry christmas a message thank you jimmy same to you and conchita and you also be happy and be safe. And we will say that to all of you that we hope uh, this is our last show. we got a Best Stuff show tomorrow night. And then, uh, of course, Christmas comes up. But uh, we hope everybody stays safe and COVID-free. And for Bo, Dick Gabriel, that's it. Good night from the garage in Lexington.